Jay, have you been to the movies in Berlin? I've been to the movies in Berlin a few times, actually. Mm, how was it? Um, for the most part, they've been actual good experiences. The very first time I went to movies in Berlin, I, I fell asleep um, because I went with a German friend and we went to go see an international movie. And he didn't realize, nor did I realize, until we were like in the middle of the movie, not even like the f- first 10 minutes of the movie, they're speaking Spanish and the subtitles are in German. <laughs> and there's like 10% English in the entire movie. <laughs> so you were like, understandably, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I went to sleep. I didn't mean to, but I was like, I can't follow this movie. Great. Um, but yeah, I've been a few times. It's, they're actually really great experiences here. Well, I've been around as well. I mean, I've been to the movies in Berlin quite a lot. Uh, not so much recently, but I used to have a, a whole flat rate that let me use that let me go to lots and lots of different cinemas. But neither of us is an expert on this topic, so we've invited an expert, and it's my good friend Ricardo. Yes, hi. Am I saying your name right? That's good. Yeah, Ricardo. But Tell actually, a uh, side fact: when I was growing up, I couldn't uh, roll the R's. Really? So, You're from Mexico and I, couldn't roll the R's? Yeah, tough, tough growing up. So I have like a, a weird connection with my name. Like for me, it's perfectly fine if someone like says like Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo whatever. Like, yeah. But <laughs> all of them are okay. at some point. I eventually learned to to do it, and yeah, some how some do version. You do it? Ricardo, Howard. Uh, I think like like way like think to have like a letter P before it. And like that motion that you did, and like try to not pronounce the the p. So, and that that puts you like in the position to do so. Like this is a podcast about like how to speak. No, so yeah. we're, we're two minutes into this episode we already digressed. Let me get us back on track. First of all, who are you, and uh, why are you in Berlin? What made you move to Berlin? I came to work for a year. Uh, six years ago and just uh, stayed here and I'm working in the uh, IT field mostly data topics uh, back in Mexico so relevant I used to run a cinema so that's why mm. I mm. watching movies has always been a a thing and I really enjoy it and Berlin is probably the best uh, city I can think of for uh, a movie what Lover person. We high-fived. High-fiving him right now. Yes. Movies are really big in my life as well. I went to film school. Film is like, film is life. Yeah, it's great. And I I think it's also, for me, it's not just watching movies, but watching movies in specific places. So through the movie watching experience, like, yes, of course, like the movie itself tells you something, but also the cinema experience tells you a lot, no? And like, it's something completely distinct watching a movie in Berlin as it is watching a movie in Mexico or in Japan, no? Like, True. So you're skeptical of the whole streaming is going to replace everything? It, it will replace and has replaced a big part of it. But I think there is the, of course, the communal part of like being somewhere and everyone, especially in Germany, everyone turns off their phones and pays attention and it's there. Okay, okay, let's get there. Let's <laughs> get there. So you amazingly created an outline of this episode with, because we're not just going to talk about this randomly. We have information to share with you, dear listener, who is planning to move to Berlin or to has already movies. moved here. And as with many things, 
the Germans do it a little bit uh, in a special way. Like this is the first point on your outline. Germans at the cinema. Yes. Navigating the cinema experience. Correct. Tell us about it. <laughs> I, I think especially in parts of life that are feel like so much natural to people, like the idea of like needing to set instructions doesn't come up to anybody. Like you go to the cinema and you grow up going to the cinema and like you never wonder like, yeah, maybe someone doesn't know what OMU means. Like, mm -hmm. sure, we're just going to put it in a tiny thing and everyone is going to get it. And and that goes along also with like all the particularities of every country, every place of how it goes. No, like I I was remember like I, I was living in in Singapore and traveling around, and to me it was very funny. Like even like within countries that are very close by, it's completely different approach. No, like the national anthem plays before movies in uh, Thailand, and you stand up and oh. like before the the movie and just things like that. But in in Germany in particular. As might be expected, everything is structured, organized. People are very they are disciplined. Yes, people take hobbies seriously here. <laughs> so that, and that's great. I love it. I think it's fantastic. So I, I like your point of like the whole, you growing up, you don't think about these things. I mean, even as a foreigner coming to Germany and going to the cinemas, like one of the topics to talk about is the whole dubbing and all the acronyms. That's something that I would never think about. That Like, oh, I'm going to a new country the movies aren't going to be standard English, you know? Which is, I mean, something that has always bothered me that in most of Germany, you can't even catch a movie in the original language because most, like the movie theater in the town where I grew up, maybe they would have one showing per week where yeah. you could see like the biggest movie in the original language, usually English, not always. But in Berlin, you do have the privilege of being able to go to the theater and see the movie in the original language but in most cities that isn't even possible tell us about the acronyms like yeah. if you want to see a specific version what yeah. do you need to know as a guiding point if nothing is specified assume that it is in german mm -hmm. like if there's no like letters attached to the title of the movie it's very likely going to be in german so dubbed and uh, there are I think four very common uh, acronyms there. So OMU, like original with subtitles. O original mit Untertiteln. There you go. <laughs> o OMEU. Original mit Englischen Untertiteln. Exactly. So it's the English subtitles. Yeah, so if you go watch the latest Korean movie, it will be with English subtitles if it has that. Then it is OV. Original Fassung? No. Uh, version, original mm -hmm. version. Yeah. So that's the original. That's what you want. I mean, you can also go OMEU and it's going to be the Then original has the with English subtitles. subtitles. Mm -hmm. OV is the original without subtitles. I actually rather have subtitles. <laughs> like, just to, I'm not looking at them all the time, but like sure. if it's something, I just glance, but it's also there. And the last one is DF. Deutsche Fassung? Exactly. So that's basically what normally doesn't even have an. Abbreviation is just yeah. the German that is, version. That is the one that you likely want to avoid unless you want to have also a cultural experience, no? Like, yeah, or you're might learning be. German and you feel like you really want to expose yourself to as much German as you can. Yeah, I mean, we can have a conversation. Like, maybe it's not the best way to, to do it. But yeah, sure. <laughs> like, go and watch a dub movie. I mean, I would say if you have like a favorite movie, 
watching sure. the dubbed version might be good practice because you already know the content and now you're just getting it in German. But that's not usually something that you would go to the movies for. You would do that on Netflix, I think. Or Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, acronyms. And in general, like I said, it's very likely outside of Berlin going to be in, in German. Yeah. And in here, the advantage is that there are a lot of movies that are in with either original version or with uh, English subtitles. There was one movie theater. Do, do we have movie? Uh, the cine- Okay, we're, we're going to talk about <laughs> movie theaters later. T- continue talking about the experience of going to the exactly. movies. Exactly. Um, Jay, how do you take popcorns usually? Um, this is like, yeah, this was a thing. Um, typically, I mean, you only have really one option of popcorn exactly. in America. You don't even think about it. You don't think about yeah. it. You, you, you have... Buttered popcorn. Yeah, exactly. And on a special day, caramel. But standard popcorn is buttered popcorn or unbuttered. That's all your options. And then you come here and what do we have? Yeah. What what do you take usually as popcorn? Sweet. Or I have a mix it sweet and salty. When I went to the States as an exchange student, I was like, what do you mean not every movie theater even has sweet popcorn? And what do you mean it's called kettle corn? It's It's called kettle corn. So yeah, Germany, (laughs) like we... I don't know. I think both are popular, but if there is only one option, it's going to be sweet. the sweet one, yeah. not the salty one. Which is so, that's an, it's, another culture yeah. shock. It's, a de- it's the default. The default is that it's going to be sweet uh, popcorn. No, I know. Yeah. It should both. Be. No. Okay, so hot take here. I don't know if I put it in the outline. So I, I mentioned that I, I used to have a cinema for. Yeah, what, good, what, what's also, your position? Also, side note, like maybe good person for to talk about movies not the best business person because for two years I did not sell popcorn at my cinema because I didn't like popcorn I still don't like popcorn <laughs> so nobody should <laughs> exactly have it. exactly and like until for the 200th time like a like a friend was like don't you like would you like to make money Do you like Maybe? money Do you <laughs> like money <laughs> would you like the business to not go down it's like okay yeah sure whatever I have a bigger popcorn. question were people at least able to bring their own like <laughs> <laughs> the People weirdest smuggling in pocket popcorn in their pants. It's, I mean, not popcorn itself, but there's a cinema that I really like, Arsenal Kino, and they also don't have popcorn. That's not why I like them, but they don't sell popcorn. Popcorn not available. And people bring their snacks, like, it's proper German, like they have everything. There's the people who come like with a Tupperware, with, like cut elements and everything. And there's the ones who just like buy like pretzel sticks and stuff. So they have them. I do that in America. You're not allowed to, but like what I would do is go to like the dollar store with my mom. <laughs> we would just get a bunch of cheap snacks. Part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> they just eat that dirty ducks. So what do people need to know? They need to specify what kind of popcorn they want. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I mean... Then we go to maybe the, at least for me, in Mexico, if you want something to drink, you get soda or water. But here you can get beer, wine. Like You can go watch the latest, most dramatic movie and there's going to be like a couple of people with the proper wine glasses, no? Like stem and everything, just like sitting inside the movie theater drinking wine. And I think that's fantastic. That's how movie watching should be. You can not only watch a movie, but you can get drunk watching a movie. Yeah, and it's like the saddest movie. And I think that's also connected, no? Like it's part of like letting the emotions go. And like I've been watching some movies recently that are people like completely sobbing in a sad movie. And I didn't experience that that much to that extent. And I really think that they're a bit tipsy. If you need alcohol <laughs> for that, I'm yeah. I can sob without having alcohol. Yeah, I mean, there's 
very few things better than a good movie cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Licorice. You wrote down licorice. I love it. I'm a huge fan of licorice. It's also a- salt and sweet. Oh, that's true. Tough. Yeah, yeah. So wait, we do, what? Do you know what licorice is? Yes, I know what licorice is, but salt. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't really know what licorice is because the licorice <laughs> in the United States is like candy. It's like can, candy. it's just candy. But true licorice. Ari gave me like one licorice thing. I think real licorice is <laughs> actually like good, and it can be sweet or salty, or you can get a mix. Mm. And movie theaters often, especially like the smaller ones, sell like this high quality Scandinavian licorice. Lacrits. I don't understand the. And it's a good snack for the aspect of for the movie theater. I never take popcorn, but I do take sometimes uh, licorice. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, we have like two against one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, like, I, I'm very particular and I don't like when people are making a lot of noise in the cinema. And with licorice, like, it just doesn't make noise. It gets annoying that it's stuck in your teeth, but you're not like... <laughs> exactly. I mean, unless it's in a plastic bag and you're constantly true. taking it out of the plastic bag, but it's true. I can see how you guys are both friends. <laughs> I mean, you, you people, you person listening to the podcast, you don't can notice you now. You, you people, <laughs> but I am eating licorice at the moment, and it's so soft and quiet. You that are. No, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> ASMR. Part of the magic. Yeah, yeah but it's true. Um, I also hate people making noises, mm-hmm. and I think in general people are like it's it's rude to be loud in the movie theater in germany mm. right like you I mean, try to be quiet place, yeah is it yes like even in america if you're i mean you can't stop everybody but like i'm a person who if my friends want to ask me a question i'm like after the movie's done please or if i see other people then it's like a thing but actually you know what i feel like in germany if there's a loud person People like Germans oh, they don't won't wait. say anything. Oh, I don't no. think so. They They'll don't. Sh- they I don't have, wait. I have they, been in movie theaters <laughs> twice, and there's been a lot of people, and no one has said anything to these people. Well, we don't say anything. We just shh them. We'll see. Yes, and but if someone's kicking my seat behind me, I will just turn around and stare stare at them like give them the, the stinky eye there's no. this passiveness but like in america we would vocally say be quiet shut up yeah could be yeah <laughs> but but i think that's where like the how like some country f- functions in in a way like i get the impression that i mean movie watching in mexico it was much more common to have people around that were talking and yes you could tell them to be quiet in whatever passive or aggressive or both way but here's quite rare and I've been in cases that is even the trailers and someone starts is talking and like a person from behind like stands up and go next to them and they're like yeah when the movie starts you're gonna be quiet right (laughs) it's like and then they go back and you're like all right, perfect. I don't need to be the one saying this. It's just yeah. gonna happen. That I just like true. sit down, enjoy, and that's it. And it's great. Like, nice. um, I have another question about like the audience um, interaction. When there is like a like a big movie, let's say like a Marvel movie or something like that, um, in like at least back in like California or Texas or whatnot, like the audience is fully immersed in the experience. You mm-hmm. have people yelling, laughing, like cheering on, and like. Like in that type of sense, is that common in Germany as well? Or like in that type of movie, will people still be very quiet? No, laughing, yes. If it's a comedy, people will laugh. But like the the loudness, like the... No, it'll be more like, it's so funny, I can't help myself but 
to actually laugh, that kind uh, of laugh, but it, not like ha ha ha. I will just let my or go. like cheering the the audience. Yeah. No, well, never. I've no. never. Really? I've never heard a cheer. In, oh my gosh! Like when I went in to Germany. see Spider Man No Way Home, and spoiler for anybody, but like <laughs> when like the two past Spider Mans came out, the entire theater was like berserk, like crazy <laughs> loudness, and I just can't imagine Germany. No, no, <laughs> no. Even the biggest Spider Man fans here in Germany, I can't imagine them. That. <laughs> I mean, sometimes all these preconceptions that about how people are in a certain country are a bit of exaggeration. I think here is actually <laughs> <Pretty> quite accurate. <laughs> like what you expect of how they're going to be, that's that's how people are here. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's great. Perfect for movie watching. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the next point you wrote down is 100% me. And it's funny because people always argue with me about it. And are like, Why? Staying until the end of the credits. Only I, for a Marvel movie. I do it with every movie. Mm. It's like, I paid for the whole movie. I'm going to see <laughs> the whole movie. And it's like, I need, it's also kind of like a cool down. Like, I don't want to see the last frame and jump up and get on with my life. I want to be like, okay, I watched this movie, not at home, but in the theater. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to sit here for five more minutes or 10 if it's some mega production. <laughs> And cool down yeah. and think about it and look at the trailers and look at the names and think about who these people might be and what they're doing with their lives. And also, if I get lucky, there's like a Easter egg at the end of the credits. Yeah. Only for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I before it was like also a bit of a foreign idea for me to stay like until the very end. Like, yes, I didn't jump right away, but I think it's great. I like I I with some friends that I would start going to movies with and they would stay until the very, very, very end. And it's also it's something that it happens. No, it's also weird. Like if you're sitting down and everyone around you is still sitting down and you want to get up, you don't want to bother everybody because you're just rushing to get out. You you just sit down and wait for two minutes and then when everyone stands up, you But leave. not everybody does it. What what do you think yeah. the ratio is of people getting up and people staying until the end? It really depends on the, the cinema that, that you go to. If it's a program kino, I think it's like a good 60%. Like it's the majority of people who stay, not until the very last frame, but even, I mean, just also by how the, the operation of the cinema is. Like in Mexico, and I think also in America, like when the movie's over, the lights... The lights start to dim. dim. Like when the, the visual part, when the credits start rolling. And in Germany, it's not the case. In Germany, they wait at least to a certain part of the credits and they slowly start... Uh, turning on the, the lights. In some cases, all the way until the very end of the credits. Which it also, like, if you want to leave and not, like, fall down on, on the yeah. stairs, you wait a bit to have, like, to see where you're going. So Yeah, no. And are people supposed to be silent during the credits as well? Or is it no. okay? Nah. I, think, I think that's okay because that's also in, in the... You're processing it. Yeah, so, so it's you, like, so what do you think about the movie or whatnot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can start talking about it. Now, my other question is like interactions with other people in the <laughs> cinema. Like I've been very, like I thought like I could do that like, like in America. Like there's a movie. During I the movie. No, no, no. I mean, kind of, but like more like, like at the end, but like there's a, there was a movie called Bones and All that mm -hmm. like um, came and it was very, very crazy. And like, I really want to interact with like the other people like around me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, <laughs> did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> or, but like, I feel like, I don't know, like, 
are Germans still more like I only come by, either by myself or my group and I stay there? Or like, is there like if everyone's happy or whatnot, you kind of can share the vibe with the others? During the movie, I, I don't think so. But no, no, you're not. You're not really supposed to talk during the movie at all with anyone. Not even like the gestures or whatnot. Like the, not really, not really. Yeah. I feel like when someone tries to do that to me, I feel like I was at. I was seeing. I saw a movie with Janusz, my dad, a while ago, and he was trying to tell me things, and I was just like, "Shh." It's like, okay, no, no, that's different. That's like talking during the movie, and I'm like, no, but like, it was like a funny moment, or like, like I go back to the Spider-Man example, but like when that movie came out and those moments happened, like you were like, I was sitting by people, we were like, "Oh my god," like together. Mm. We don't yeah. like in Germany. We don't really interact with strangers that much. I tell. You know, I tell. but but you can make strangers at the cinema slowly your friends. No, like yeah. there are these, especially these cinemas that have like a very distinct, almost personality to like how they're scheduling movies. You see the same faces over mm. and over. No, like this this one that doesn't sell popcorn. Like there's these people that I I don't know their names, but it's like. I mean, it's the most that you're going to get with from some people here, but like this gentle nut <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, I just, another regular. <laughs> I, I feel like, okay, I made it. It's, it took me six years, but like, it's like. <laughs> but like, there was a, another movie I saw. Um, it was called like Close or whatnot. And like, it was a very sad movie. And like, I saw these groups of people talking about it at the, like, at, outside once everyone left. And I wanted to like jump in on the conversation, but I felt very nervous to like, like. <laughs> I think that's okay. Like, if you find a, a group of people and you just be like, oh my gosh, it? yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. In general, in general, I would say, and that's also particular, like, I, don't like talking about the like the plot of the movie in the lobby because I think like yeah I might spoilers I might be waiting to go into the movie and then someone literally like right before like uh, oh my gosh did you could you see that from <laughs> Darth Vader yeah <laughs> the biggest surprise ever. Yeah. yeah so okay yeah. prices tell us about prices is this an expensive hobby compared um, to the movies compared to how the prices are in Mexico I would think that is the the case and also other activities here so if you just go the regular approach now we're going to go into a bit of detail there but like if you go to a mainstream cinema or some of the more specific ones tickets are going to be around 10 euros or a bit more also i don't know how it is in other countries but in mexico it's like a standard price like maybe around the day of the week or something or for weekends here is like, you need a full table to see how the prices are. Like it's different on Mondays than on Thursdays. And also if the movie is under two hours, it's a certain cost. And if it's like then as an additional, like 50 cents or one euro. It's the over, over time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is that, a, is that a thing? Uh-uh. Yeah. No, we have like a standard like Yeah, like it's the price. price. The price yeah. is the price and that's it. No, and here is not the case. Like you could pay like from 8 to 13 in the, at the same cinema. Interesting. And that's, And there's usually most most theaters have like a kinotag one day of the week that's like the lowest for them in terms of business where it's cheaper. To make it more complex, yeah. Do they have like <laughs> matin nay prices as well like the first showing of the day I, I i think it's more the the approach for for the like just one day one that day is. of the week but i 
mostly have no idea because we were talking about it. I just buy this membership. There is a flat fee. And I think I've had it for maybe four or five years now. And I think it's great. So this it's like this group of formerly independent uh, program kinos that got together, York uh, kinos. So it's an association. It's like a group of independent cinemas that came together to say, okay, we're kind of the, the independent movie theaters in Berlin. Not all I, I, of them, but a lot of them. And we're gonna like work to get no. Is that not how it works? I I, I don't I don't think if it's exactly like that. But okay. here, like maybe in another episode, the the people running York Cinema can come. But the point <laughs> is, this is not like York Kinogruppe. It's not like one company that made all these movie theaters and they're essentially all the same and they all look the same and they all act the same. They very much look and act like independent. Movie theaters, small independent movie theaters. Some are tiny, some are bigger, mm -hmm. but they are all under this group. And this group sells a yearly membership that's essentially a flat rate to any of these movie theaters. And I had it many years ago, and it was like one of my best years. I don't know if it was because of this or it was just, uh, it yeah. was an amazing it plays year. A role. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also, so how it works that you, I mean, now it changed before, but you actually got like a proper card mm -hmm. that you need to you needed to go to the cinema to get your ticket and now you can just book them from the app or from the website it's a bit under 20 euros now like 19 18 whatever depending on how much you 1990 per month yeah and i think maybe if you pay it all up front like the full year it's a bit lower uh -huh. in any case so and if you're thinking that in like an average most movies are a bit over 10 If you only watch two movies per month, it's already lower than for an entire year because you it's a, at least one year. Like you can't cancel, like you can't mm -hmm. get it for a month and then cancel. Exactly. But yeah, the 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 trick with this is you need to have a group of friends who are doing it with you. If you're doing <laughs> it just with one other person or by yourself, you're, it's never going to work. But the way it worked when I had had it in like 2012, we got together and there were like 12 of us who all got this card. Mm -hmm. and we just had a WhatsApp group. And so literally like every day someone would be like going to see this movie today who wants to come and there would always yeah, be two or three really or four nice. or five or six of us joining right. and I saw one or two or three movies a week yeah. and some people were like okay the new Star Wars is out I'm going to watch it like 16 times because why not <laughs> and it's kind of cool it I think it's great is, yeah. yeah you definitely get your money's worth in those um yeah But I actually watch movies on my own quite quite often, huh. like almost every day. I'm a solo movie watcher as well, too. Like, I don't mind going to movies by myself. There, there's always this tense moment, like when I'm going to watch a movie with someone for the first time, either a date or a friend that I've never with and was in the cinema with. And they're like, I'm just thinking, and they're talking during the trailers. And I'm like, Gosh, what kind of person are, 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 are they going to talk during <laughs> yeah. the movie? And I like get a bit tense. And then like, it's it's always this element of stress. And when you go on your own, You don't know. Sit down, enjoy, and let the other people <laughs> shout at the ones who are talking. So it's great. And many of the York cinemas, not all of them, but many of them have regular showings in exactly. the original language. So that's the other reason why this is a good thing to. Actually, get. for for me, it would, if you have this combination of that you're moving to Berlin and you like movies and you like to explore the city. To me, it was like a way that I got to know the neighborhoods, no? Because mm -hmm. so York has, I think, 16 cinemas with different amounts of, of screens. And like you said, it's like a very, um, like its own personality in a bit. Like 
Delphi Lux has different uh, programming that uh, Odeon and different and you start seeing, but it's also like in different neighborhoods, no? And like the, my first one, two years in Berlin, I would just like see and okay, what is happening in this uh, cinema in this neighborhood that I've never been in? And there's one like in the south uh, west, like beyond the ring. I blanking on the name now. Um, Dalem, Capital Dalem, mm-hmm. yeah, is a, the cinema. I would never be in Dalem. I would never think of going there, but it was like, it was for free to watch the movies. So I went to one, one Sunday to watch like a couple of documentaries and it was only like, also you see the demographic is completely different. No, like everyone stayed to watch the, both of them because they were retired people and they didn't have anything <laughs> else to do and it was a Sunday. So, and I just usually like if I go and because it's free, I often watch like two movies in a row or something. And I'm often the only one doing that. No, most uh, rational people just go <laughs> watch one movie and you go yeah. and then in this place were like 30 people that they didn't even stand up they just like stay there like yep. waiting for the movie like the ushers came in and they just like remain sitting didn't even yeah. go to the bathroom because they <laughs> yeah. were so de- dehydrated yeah so I'm, I'm painting a great person of my a great image of myself like I'm yeah. basically like a retiree uh, German <laughs> it's like that's my style that's my vibe so but so we're already kind of deep in into the topic of the cinema scene in Berlin. Yes. So the York Kinos are all these formerly independent movie theaters and they do have the advantage that you can get like a flat rate to all of them. Really but then there's cool. other movie theaters. Yeah. How many movie theaters are there in Berlin? Do you know? Like I have in no total? idea. A lot. <laughs> this a lot. is where we, we, we Probably bring the facts. fewer than there used to be. You know the fir- Do you know where the few, what and where the few movie theater in Berlin was and what happened to it? It was on Kurfürstendamm, and it's now the Apple Store. Apple bought it, uh, and up on the on the second level where the the actual screen was, it's just like an event space now. Mm-hmm. So you can love or hate it, but uh, <laughs> I used to work there, so uh, there that, that used to be a movie theater. I mean, I, I don't know how how unique from a Berlin it is, or or Germany in general, but this approach of yeah, program, you know, like it's like maybe art house cinema would be like the equivalent in, in the US or somewhere else. No, but why is it program? It's just, it's just independent, right? It's just like yeah, not a big chain. Yeah. What that means. But then they, they tend to develop a bit of like their, their style, no? Yeah. Like of how they're going. That's why I love the York. Like when I went to Rollberg, because that one's like right across the street from me, I just love the aesthetic of it all. Mm. And then I kind of saw that. Um, it's like hidden in a mall. I used to go yes, there all the time because yes, I yes. used to live there. Too. I was charm, very confused right? whenever I got there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so nice. And then my favorite one is also yours, the Kino International. It has mm. that same type of like, I don't know, York is like very minimal. I would say a little bit hipster like. You also have Noyes Off right mm. on, on the same street. Say what? Noyes Off. Have you been to that one? Mm-mm. It just has also, one uh, single screen. Screen, yeah, and it's on the same street. It's um on the way down to Hermannplatz, ah. and it's it's very nice. Ah. It's also from from York. Also, oh, okay, I have to try that one. Yeah, there's like this bit of a triangle there in this area, and it's like Trollberg, Passage, and mm-hmm. Neusdorf. All with uh, York, and sometimes yes, I watch a movie in one, and I take my bike and go <laughs> to the other one to watch the next one because the watch best the fit, same one again because I can <laughs> best fit with the schedule. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, I think that's so. My recommendation in general, like if you're into watching movies, is like yes, try to check out the the best ones. Like we can talk about them now, but it's mostly find the one that is more convenient to to you. No, like there's probably mm-hmm. given the 
just the number. I mean, I wrote the names there, but we would just take like two minutes reading all the names of the smaller uh, cinemas there. There's probably one that is five minutes or 10 minutes by bike from wherever you are in the inside the Ringbahn in Berlin. Okay, so this you wrote a list of independent theaters that aren't York. Um, I'm going to put those in the show notes so people can just uh, look at them and figure out if they have <laughs> one that's close to them. You wrote Hidden Gems. What, what does that mean? I think even within people who are like actively watching uh, movies and they maybe have their York uh, Kino Abo and something, they might not know about them. And I put uh, two there. The first one is Arsenal, Arsenal Kino. Like it's an independent organization and it's currently in the basement of Sony Center, which is exactly where you expect to find like one of the best cinemas in Berlin. No, yes. not at all. I know. It's like in the basement of Sony Center, there's these uh, two screens that are part of this organization that is dedicated to like, yeah, um, older movies showing. It does make sense because the Sony Center, the Sony Center is such a weird place yeah. in Berlin. It it's from the time when Sony was like it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's also where Berlinale happens, mm. right? So it is in a way, and also it's where the big Cinestar original used to be, yeah, which was the only where the IMAX used to be. There's now yeah. another IMAX, um, but yeah. Yeah, the Sony Star um Cinestar original in at at Sony Center used to be the one really big mainstream mm -hmm. movie theater that would only show movies in English or in the yeah. original language. So that was nice because sometimes there would be like whatever, like the big the big movie that for some reason you really wanted to see on a gigantic screen yeah. and you could go there and see it in English. I mean it I, it made sense the setup that they had, no? So it's the um the offices of Bernale at the festival are there and there's uh, used to be Cinestar there. Cinemax is also uh, there, another chain. There's like a Berlinale Palast where they host the premieres during Berlinale. And also as part of Sunny Center for the next, I think, one or two years is still going to be there. The Deutsche Kinematek is there. Mm -hmm. And both Deutsche Kinematek and Arsenal are moving out like by the... I think 2025 or something, because if you walk around Sony Center, it's even weirder than it was before, like this around doing construction all the time. It's just, it's a weird space. I It's probably a, another episode of the podcast, like what is happening on Potsdamerplatz. But yeah. Why did the Cinestar original close? Money. They, yeah. So like they, they want to like fully change the approach of, because now it's of course going to be cool and you're going to have like a, uh, lifestyle options and everything. What? Whatever. What are you talking about? I don't. That is what is happening in Sony Center. Like they're tearing down everything and changing, and it's now they want to make like a cool uh, place. Whatever that means. More... Even Legoland? Are they going to close Legoland? I don't know. I don't know if it's still open. Yeah, it's open. I was just there. It's also <laughs> now, in the basement. Like half an hour ago. Yeah, I mean, this, this so Arsenal is still there, and at least for the next, uh, I think, one or two years, then they're moving to Bedding near you, um, Silent Green Quartier. And, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Sunny Center okay. is Potsdamer there. Platz, you know, that all used to be the death zone yeah. of uh, the Berliner Mauer, you know, where Potsdamer Platz is, the area where we're talking about. Yes. Yes. I that used it. to be the death zone. That was like all right. empty after the wall fell because that was where the wall was and where people couldn't 
oh. go anywhere near there. And so it was all empty land. And then they bu- built the Sony Center. Okay, and all, no wonder it looks so new. And like, yeah, new, but now also kind of like, okay, it was capital. new in like 90s, the, 90s new. Yeah, yeah, 90s new. Okay. So, okay. So tell us, like, if if we're completely new in Berlin, like, what's what what are the top three cinemas that we need to check out? Top three cinemas. First one, uh, Arsenal, of course, to watch a movie without popcorn and see all the interesting <laughs> characters there. Say hi when you see me. Uh, the other one, Kino International, that is uh, Karl Marx Allee, like right next to like Alexander Platz. Is this fantastic? Uh, it's also like it's not just the cinema itself. Like the building is like protected heritage building, whatever, and it's just great. Like if you, it looks really nice, like on the outside. It's fantastic. It I doesn't would, look like a movie theater. It's just great. It's very imposing. And just uh, side uh, track, I was just watching Tar, like this. Uh, American movie from like from last year and I was watching it at Kino International and it's the route that I go by bike to work so I know this I mean it's not it, I, I know the street quite well so I saw there's a scene in the movie and the movie is partly set in Berlin and I recognized the street from like four blocks away and I could see like in which direction they're going and I was like oh, they're going to go by like the literal building where I am right now watching the movie. <laughs> wow, and you could feel meta. like the excitement happening when people started connecting until they literally go directly in front of the building. And it's the closest I've heard to cheering. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, in Berlin, like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh that's cool. But it's, it's great. And it also has like on the um, upper level, I don't know, it's not the lobby, whatever. It has like a very nice cafe yeah, slash little bar. bar thing. It's, Super nice. Like, even if you don't want to watch a, a movie, like, if you also, as a tourist, are bringing people over, you're from Alexanderplatz, that is, like, the connection for whatever thing that you go, and you can just walk for uh, five, ten minutes and get there, have a coffee there. It has, like, a nice view over the area. It's very nice. Like, I was yeah. very, very impressed with yeah. it all. And it's uh, also watching a a big movie there it's also a great experience because you watch it with like 700 800 people and that's or maybe i exaggerated maybe 550 <laughs> i don't know but around there uh it's it's a great place so kin international um arsenal and i think for me um programming wise you mentioned rollberg so i'm from it. york uh they have the coolest people the coolest people, and also the, the oh advantage if you have the Kino Avo is that they have, I think, five, six, seven screens. Same with uh, Delphi Lux. Yeah. So if you like, more likely that they're gonna have something that you want to to watch. Now, Kino International, I mean, it's great, but they've been showing Tar for the last they're three weeks or something. So. Very Kino International is very limited on the films that they make, and generally they are more the international. Um, I go there. Um, sometimes, well, I actually went there once um, on Mondays, which is, mm. is like a um, special they do called Mangays. So they'll do like a queer um, international film, German subtitle stuff. So just letting you guys know, <laughs> if you don't speak German, you won't understand. But at Rollberg, they do a lot more of the like, more like, like I've seen a lot of American movies there as well. And they also offer the German ones too. Uh, and what about sneak peeks? Oh, tell us your third favorite, and then tell us about it. Uh, Delphi Lux. That's in in a also weird location. There is like in Zoologische Garten, yeah. like right in in a, so there used to be. I mean, it's still there. Delphi, uh, which is like this very large, similar in style as Kino International, no? like a very large cinema, large one screen, very uh, like even more old fashioned in the in the style, and 
around the block in this is an alleyway. Yeah. It's an alley. It's a proper alleyway, <laughs> uh, like between the the tracks of the S-Bahn and a, the building. You can just walk there and you enter Delphi Lux, which is like relatively new, I think, from the last five years or something. I biked past it twice. Yeah. Calling it's, my friends saying, I can't find the place. Yeah, it's just weird because they have like the building. So the cinema reaches both streets yeah. but the entrance is at the alleyway at the, yeah, which is, very I don't I don't understand but they have I think the the best uh, programming uh, mm. there no so also if you didn't get to watch one movie because they have so many screens you can still watch it like 5 weeks later on a sunday uh, afternoon so nice um actually before we talk about sneak peek yes you also wrote down open air cinemas and that is actually a big thing in berlin there's a website that i really like to use in summer called freiluft kino berlin let me find it there's Sounds a website like a that sh that basically just shows all the screenings it's open air minus per minus kino punkt net mm -hmm. <laughs> i got the url very wrong <laughs> um and it just shows all like for today and tomorrow like basically you can see all the open air uh, screenings of movies in Berlin because there's a ton of open air a lot, cinemas yeah. in Berlin. I mean, I, I I come from Mexico and the average temperature is 35, 40 degrees. So like the idea of like <laughs> sitting outside watching movies is not like the best. No, it's just like it's always like very very warm and mosquitoes. And so like the idea of like of yeah open air cinemas was quite new. To, to me and it's it's nice it has a certain uh, charm and I think also for it's the occasion to invite your friends who usually would not go watch a movie it feels more of an event you know like you go outside and they have some very nice uh, locations no so we also with the Yorkino Abo which are we're not sponsored this podcast but like you can also <laughs> go to they like, really should they should like call us and give us money and <laughs> uh, um, you, you can use this a pass to watch some movies they have this very uh, nice one that overlooks of course Potsdamer Platz but it, like it's a nice area no it's like where the Berliner Philharmonic is mm -hmm. like this nice and the uh, this main library and everything it's just a very nice that having that as a background of when you're watching the movie and is the cinema culture the same with the open air cinemas or do you have a little bit like more can, freedom yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Express I think you are I think yeah. it's a little bit more like okay it's a little bit more like a picnic you okay. know it's yeah. like you can you can yeah because you're gonna have some background noise anyway like the one that I always used to go to is the one in Hasenheide also in my because mm -hmm. I used to live around there that's not a York one right I know. Even though it's close to all the other York kinos. There's and open air in Hasenheim? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's oh. in a park. <laughs> and so you're going to hear... Oh, I know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. You're going to exactly hear the birds and the foxes. and Yeah. And I mean, that, that would be the, you're painting a very idyllic scenario. <laughs> the, the birds and the foxes, <laughs> but also like the people playing techno and the, <laughs> and the street, the, the, the police cars. It's like, yeah. yeah, but it's part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's a very immersive experience. Yeah, I, I I think it makes. I mean, I wouldn't if you. What I don't understand fully is like how they. I mean, they of course they put the most popular movies there. No, but also in Berlin, like some of the most popular movies are not what you would expect. You whoever is listening to are the most popular ones. No, because they also tend toward like a more artsy factor. No, so they do. Yeah, a a movie that is very. Uh, contemplative and slow and quiet uh, might still be very popular and they show it in a 
open air cinema and it really doesn't fit not like it's quiet and then you stay but i think for like a more uh jovial movie blockbuster i think that is that is great and i and i also showed some older movies i watched jaws like the steven spielberg movie from i think almost 40 years ago and it was great to watch it in a like yeah yeah the problem now for me is that by definition the open air cinemas have to start the movie when it gets dark because otherwise you're not going to see anything and that also by definition is pretty late in the summer it's like and then when it ends it's like even later (laughs) and that's like usually past my bedtime Uh, it's same here i think you are a partier then maybe you cinema first club after (laughs) i mean i i might go once or twice Uh. per year because it's it's the same you know like they they're smart they also adjust the the start times according to like the sunset. different sunset times but it's really the case that in some movies they begin so the it theor- theoretically starts at 10 with like 15 minutes of ads and stuff and then it's a movie that is a long one and you yeah you get out and it's like 1 a.m and you're like maybe yeah hasn't hide is convenient but you might be in another one that is quite far away and it's like okay, sure. and it's, it's <laughs> tuesday and it's like okay yeah mm-hmm. sure I, I think i'm skipping that so yeah but there's no there's no other way no plan accordingly yeah. plan accordingly and also it's it's summer it's open air and everything it gets cold like, like get get a jacket some people also take or their blankets date. it's yeah. great for dates. <laughs> yeah. i feel like open air because also Total like I, I don't know if i really like the idea of going to like a first date in like a to like a movie theater, like it feels too boxy. Like I that, think it's a terrible first date. Yes. Yeah, but an open air, I feel like it's beca- just because more it's, relaxed. it's more relaxed. It's more open. It, <laughs> it just feels like it feels like you can run away. Worst case, kind of thing. Yeah. And also, it's like it gets cold <laughs> even in summer. So I, I like how considerate you are. I'm like, yeah, you might run away. Like, <laughs> run away politely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like open air is good for that, yeah. and you might not mind that it that it kind of goes into the night. You might have planned for that anyway. I would take someone maybe second, third date. The first one, you yeah, still the chance that you might want to run away. No, so you better <laughs> go for drinks, go for coffee. But yeah, no, but it, it is it is good. Yeah. What the hell is Kinderwagen Kino? <laughs> I was gonna ask. <laughs> I, I have friends who have kids, and I think I had never heard of it, and I think it's a great idea. So. Some cinemas, not all of them. Also, keep that in mind if you're going to watch it and it says Kinderwagen Kino or like baby cinema or something. It is made for parents of young kids. No? Uh, so it's like the it's like the on the Deutsche Bahn where they have the quiet parts and then they have the they put a cell like a cell phone as the icon but what it really means is like this is where the crying crying kids are gonna be. <laughs> in a way, yeah. So like you but it's also uh, so the extra part is that they they don't put the sound as loud and they also mm-hmm. put a bit of uh, they don't turn off the lights completely because if you have a kid you might want to find See? something for it and it's also like this everyone there has is making a tacit agreement that. It's okay, like if people cry because you're going to baby cinema. Whatever so happens. If you happens. see like a screening that says baby cinema and you don't have a child and would rather not suffer, yeah, skip it. That's actually a great yeah. idea because there's nothing worse than going to a normal cinema and there's a crying baby. Exactly. You tell them, please, like, go to the other, <laughs> the, to the other screening where they're showing them. Kinderwagen. Kinderwagen, Kinder. Try it out. I, I mean, I have friends who have uh, young uh, kids and would rather still be doing 
cultural uh, stuff. <laughs> and it's nice. Like you go on a Tuesday at whatever, 2 p.m. and you go watch a movie and yeah. What about like now I was now I was thinking, do they show movies that are like 16 and up or 18 and up? Probably not, because that would kind of defeat the purpose. Mm. But no, but it, I think it's made for for like proper like toddler age, no? So it's not like the you have Oh, so it's like you yeah. are watching a movie, but instead of getting a babysitter, you're bringing your child. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And about the ages, like we're all old enough that we don't have to show ID anymore. But True. like, what's the system in in Germany in terms of like? It's the first time I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, what's the ratings like here? Too? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Basically, I mean, as far as I remember, <clears throat> there's basically like. That like nothing, like you you say the American yeah, equivalent G. That's like Eddie, PG. Everything. Yeah, G is everyone. Then you have PG parental guidance. Then you have PG thirteen, which means you have to be thirteen or older. And then you have rated R. But mm -hmm. I think I think also American ratings are famously like super weird. But there, the the more I get out of America, the more I understand that I'm so accustomed to that that like rating system okay but now i'm like yeah so fsk is the organization that like deals with it so what does it stand for freiwillige selbstkontrolle der filmwirtschaft voluntary self-regulation of the movie industry and basically the ratings are fsk null which is there's no it's g right there's no no restrictions then there's fsk 6 which is six years and up fsk up 12 which is similar to pg 13 And then we have SF, SF, FSK ab 16, which would be like R. Although isn't R 18 and up? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, we have 16 and up. And then there is like FSK ab 18, keine Jugendfreigabe. But I think it's very rare. Like it's it has to be like seriously violent mm. that a movie would get that rating. And I think if it's below that, you don't really have to worry. Like I don't think they check if... If you look 14, they don't really check your ID. Only if it's like FSK 18, then it's like, okay, we're going to check people's ID. Anecdotal? I've never seen someone being asked for their ID at a, at a cinema. Me like either. in Berlin or anywhere else yeah. in the world. But yeah, maybe there's still people like showing some nudity. Um, True. Yes. Um, I can breeze by the the last point. So I forgot to mention one of my other hidden gem. Zeug House Kino is... Uh, right on the edge of Museums Insel, so you can watch very towards older programming, and it's a bit hit of or, or miss. Like they might be showing movies from Georgia from 1927 to 1929 for like three months, and then yeah, I mean, <laughs> you might go watch one for curiosity, but unless you're like a really hardcore, it's not a thing. <laughs> but they also sometimes show like really like fantastic movies, and they get like probably good prints and they're showing them uh, well. And the nice part is like, it's, I think it's part of the uh, Deutsches Historisches Museum, whatever, and it's like right connected to it. So when the movie is done, they just not close the curtain of the screen. They also open the curtains from like what you thought was the wall and it's like some windows that face towards Museum uh, Sinsel. <laughs> and it's just so nice. Like it's, it's late at night, but it's still like super nice how it's lighted and it's like it's, this added element of like entering the world in a nice part. And I think very few people know that there's even a, a cinema there and yeah. I think entries are like 
four or five euros per ticket. Wow, you've really inspired me to go to the movie. Yeah, like I'm like <laughs> I'm like at this moment I am adding like I am creating a list of things to do <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Uh, so I, what about sneak peek? That's something I used to do in my youth to like go see a movie. And in my youth, I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> good, know what good movies. Days. Is that still a thing? Uh, yeah. So this um, York organizes uh, them with. I think. Can week, you explain weekly. what a sneak peek is? I. It's like you go see a movie. You don't know what it is. Like you just buy the ticket, and it's going to be surprised. But it's a movie that hasn't been released yet. Oh. Like they have these. Like cinemas have these special contracts where they are allowed to show movies that aren't released yet, as long as as long as this is as long as it is a sneak peek. So people who buy the ticket don't know what they're going to. So one that I used to go to, there like a person would come. And like once everybody had sat down and kind of say, okay, so today's movie <laughs> is going to be this and then talk about it for like five minutes before oh, nice. they show the movie. That's not yeah. really a thing anymore. They just show not, it. I don't know. But it still exists. No, it, it is a thing. And I think in Rollberg, for example, it's mm-hmm. weekly. So, Oh, yeah. that's cool. The, it's that. a very hit and miss. If, you know, you could get lucky and see like the next blockbuster early or you could not get lucky and yeah i i I don't know what's also there if there's even a filtering there i think they just show whatever really i I don't know i don't know how that works okay what else Uh, silent movies true is that still a thing that's still a thing um in um babylon which is um towards um Rosa Luxembourg Strasse uh, Rosenhalleplatz like you can go watch uh, movies at least once a week and it's also very convenient like uh, open air cinema starting at 10pm you can go watch a silent movie at midnight on a Saturday <laughs> also great date idea but it's also super nice that like, you go watch it's like it's for something to do maybe once or, or twice and there's other, I mean, if it's something that you see and enjoy, it's also cool that you go and there's someone playing organ uh, live and or piano or and some even have like a full uh, small orchestra playing there. It adds a, a level of it, also making it an event. It does. That's definitely an experience I would like to at least try just once. Where is this so I can uh, put it in the show notes? Um, Babylon. Ah, uh, I see that on like when yeah. I'm on the um mm-hmm. the Uban. They yeah. always have like the um the- Yeah, so they make they make this like weekly and I think actually we can check it, but I think it's actually free, the weekly one. So yeah. the Saturday midnight one. And it's really like just it's so one. bad they have to make it free. <laughs> I was there, I had the friends visiting and I took them there. They're like, Why did you like we came to Berlin and you took us? I was like, Yeah, I mean, we're going to go to a club late at night. I cannot just like it's part of it. First like, I put you to sleep. Exactly. Let's do the process. <laughs> and, and then we're going but, yeah, to it's a test. Kit if, Kat you, club. if you can manage this, then it's okay. Um Okay. But yeah. Okay. Uh what we touched on uh, like um Berlinale, which is the big festival that's in Berlin. Uh, are you going to these festivals? Let's see. Uh, yeah. Are there great. more? Is it just Berlinale or are there any other festivals that we should know about? Berlinale is, uh, yeah, of course, the the largest one, not just in Berlin, but it, like in Germany. And what is Berlinale for people who don't know? 
It's the International Film Festival of Berlin. Happens uh, yearly in February, and it's it has a it. I think it has very good programming, but of course, like people here have uh, a bit of inferiority complex comparing it to Cannes and Venice and stuff like yes it's not Cannes it's not Venice like they're like big time movie stars are not Potsdamer Platz but I did hear that um, was um, Tarantino was here for this most recent one really yeah I don't know how accurate that was maybe hanging out or something like that no but they I, I mean they I think two or three years ago they changed the directors of the festival and they're doing a they have a very clear idea of what they want and but here's the thing i've never really understood how these festivals work like as a regular person who's not a cinema nerd like how how does one go to berlinale like how does that even work <laughs> yeah i mean it's there's a lot of demand for for the tickets yes so normal <laughs> us normal people can just also go and attend is not only for press or for movie uh, but going means you watch a movie while this is happening like how is that even a f- special thing like you're just going to go watch a movie right like um in 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 a way yes like you're you're just watching a movie but like in in most cases especially in berlinale like the at least one or more people who participated in the making of the movie are there no and if it's you checked it you, you see and there's like a small introduction and then a Q&A afterwards and i think that adds uh, a lot of the mm. There's also this element of like excitement when like you're watching the movie together with the people who who made them like they're mm-hmm. sitting right there and then also having the chance to talk with them afterwards I think it's super cool or during it's, the movie yeah talk to them. Just, ask, ask follow like, hey what, by the way about that yeah. scene what do you think um, about Spider Man <laughs> um, another concept of just festivals just like in general um, is that they're an opportunity one for a lot of movies that maybe don't get like displayed or screens anywhere else to have this one place to get their screenings. Um, Cause there's, and then it's also an opportunity for, and like on the business side of things where, um, where film companies or the producers or whatnot would then meet with others to distribute there. So it becomes like a meeting ground to see, okay, which distribution companies are going to now release our films out into the world and also a place to showcase those films as well too. Yeah. I would recommend to like, if you like watching movies, just keep it a shot. It's, you need to, yeah, know when the tickets go on sale, but that's relatively easy to see once like depends on the festival and the year like they might uh, adjust it so you need to be uh, aware of it and watch one or two and see how it is and attend one that will have cast and crew present and see how how it is and part of it i personally like i really enjoy it and i go very much towards the ones that i know is less likely that they will be released no like if a a big uh, release is part of a festival I skip it and I'd rather watch it like two weeks later in a normal cinema. But aren't the ones that aren't going to be released the bad ones? Because I actually <laughs> did go to one movie at one Berlinale many years ago and it was so bad mm-hmm. that several people, including me after a while, <laughs> who got, up, got up and left. Because it was Thumbs so up. bad. It's kind of hit or miss. I mean, I've only been to the Cannes one, but like there is like... Only, I've only been to Cannes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I only, I only get the best, nothing else. I don't know what to tell you. But like in those ways, because it's just a um, 
kind of a random pool of just uh. a whole bunch of films. You know, some of them haven't been necessarily rated or whatnot, or that's where they do get rated. You know, that's where people do start. Yeah, to- there's there, there's a big element of chance at it. No, like there's you are going to watch a movie that there's not even a trailer available. There's no. You cannot read the, barely a log line. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not like the the review of your favorite critic if you have one. There's also not there. So sure, of course I have a favorite course, critic. What are yeah, you talking about? For example, that one or the other. Um, yeah, you just go and see how it is. So it's also good for experimental films as well. There was one film that I think released as a Cannes Film Festival, but I saw this one in Austin. It was literally, I kid you not, about a woman who had sex with a car and had a car baby. Uh, Titan. Yes, Titan. Oh my God. (laughs) Surrounded by nerds. (laughs) Titan. Such a great film, but it's such a film like where you would never, like I've never seen it actually released anywhere, but it's such, like it harbors these experimental films that you probably would never actually see them. No. Setting. What? No what? thanks. I mean, I I watched it, kind of knowing what was the idea behind it. I can't imagine watching it like no clue. And like suddenly the car comes out and you're like, wait, what? I had no <laughs> clue what this film was about. Yeah, it's I, I had I love a it. description <laughs> and I went in, I buckled up, and yeah. she literally fucks the car. <laughs> Great, <laughs> great, great plot. It's it's actually like, it's a genuinely good movie. It's not it like is. a trashy movie. Yeah, it's like it a actually, properly good oh, movie. Oh, it's also a murder film as well. <laughs> she <Right>. kills people. <laughs> yeah. Any closing remarks in terms of movie movie theaters, the cinema experience in Berlin? Yes, if you are moving here or are already no here, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think really, like I said at the beginning, it's Berlin is one of the best cities in the world to watch movies at. And yeah, take advantage of not just being able to watch the movie, but like getting to know how the culture of the city goes, how the city is structured and its layout, and also how close the movie industry feels. No? Like you might also go to a random cinema and some people are there and they have like a small introduction and a section of questions afterwards. And it just adds another layer of what you're doing. And give it a shot. Like also go by yourself if you uh, have never done it. It's perfectly fine. It's like no one, no one judges you. Uh, try some uh, sweet popcorn, some licorice inside to to keep it exciting. And yeah, I would also add to this idea of like trying something new. Um, as Berlin is such an international city, you have the opportunity to see films from different around the world here. So it's a really great city to take advantage of seeing films from literally everywhere. Like places it's not just Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. It's not just Hollywood. It's not also just German filmmaking too, you know? It's very, very, very much like an eye-opening experience. Mm-hmm.